The following is a Journeywise Network production. Hey friends, welcome back to the Choosing Cheer Podcast. My name is Nicolette Bell, your host, and it brings me a huge smile to my face today to know that you are joining me in this conversation. We have had a great season so far on our journey of choosing cheer, and in today's episode, we're going to have a conversation about what it means to have a cheerful face and what we do when our heart doesn't feel very cheerful. It just was Easter a couple of weeks ago, and we had our girl, Josie Lou, dressed in the cutest little Easter outfit, and I wanted to take her picture. And she's 18 months old now, and is starting to understand a lot of things that you were saying, but not quite everything. And so I was saying to her, cheese, Josie Lou, smile, cheese, and trying to take her picture in her cute little outfit. She couldn't quite get it across in her head of what I meant by cheese, and she started heading to the refrigerator wanting a cheese stick for a snack. I think so often we can find ourselves in the same situations. We know what it means to put a smile on our face, but what do we do when we find that smile doesn't feel very genuine? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode, just the simple basics of choosing cheer. Let's jump into today's conversation. Hey friend, I'm excited that you've joined me today as we have a little conversation about what it means to try on cheerfulness. Have you ever been shopping and had bad luck? My friends and I like to shop together and when we go shopping, sometimes we think we're in the mood to shop and we go into the store and we find really cute things um, hanging on the hangers. You pull them out, look at them and think, yeah, that's really cute. I want to try that on. Or maybe you see something on a mannequin and you think, oh, that's really, really cute. I think I'll slip that on and see what it looks like on me. So you gather up your items and you head to the dressing room. You begin the process of trying things on, but things just aren't quite looking the way maybe you thought they were going to look. Nothing's quite fitting in the way that you thought it was going to. And so you end up gathering all your clothes back up, taking them back out and leaving the store without buying anything because it's a bad day of shopping. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever had that experience with your friends? Sometimes I feel like that's how we feel about cheerfulness. We try it on because maybe it looked good on the hanger or maybe it looked good on the mannequin or maybe it looked good on somebody else and we thought, yes, that will look good on me too. And so we put it on but it just doesn't quite fit the way we thought it was going to. It just doesn't quite feel right. And I think we can feel this way about cheerfulness sometimes because maybe we don't truly understand what it means to find our cheer or our joy in Jesus. To begin our conversation today, I want to read to you from a passage of scripture out of Proverbs. And Proverbs is a book of wisdom written by Solomon. And so we'd be smart to listen to what he says. So I'm reading from Proverbs 15, starting in verse 13. He writes, 
A glad heart makes a cheerful face, but by sorrow of heart, the spirit is crushed. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. All the days of the afflicted are evil, but the cheerful of heart has a continual feast. A glad heart makes a cheerful face. Let's think about that for a minute. What does that mean? Cheerful, as it's used in this passage, means to adorn or to dress. So we could read it as if our glad heart should adorn or dress our face as cheerful. The joy that we have on the inside should be apparent on the outside. Then why is it so often we as followers of Jesus walk around as if we don't have joy inside of us? If people see us or interact with us along our life journeys, they wouldn't think that we had this supernatural joy. So often that can be our story and that can be our case. Or other times we can put up a front, right? What this passage does not mean is that we should put on a cheerful face when it's not genuine. When joy is eternal, it's not something that you take off today and put on tomorrow, take off the next day and put back on. That's not quite how it works. So when we look in a mirror and find that our face isn't very cheerful, we need to train ourselves to look at our hearts, not at our circumstances. So often when we look in a mirror and our face isn't very cheerful, somebody may ask us, hey, what's going on with you today? We look around us. And that can be important because there's certainly things that we're walking through that are real and things that Jesus cares very much about. But oftentimes, we find the root of our joy, the source of our joy, in the things around us instead of in the person, in the presence of Jesus. When I think about a cheerful face, as described in Proverbs 15, 13, a particular face pops into my mind. I got to know this face as I was in high school. She was a constant in the high school where I grew up. Her smile would light up a room and you couldn't help but wonder is it real is it real and when I was in school to be honest with you I just didn't quite know if it was or not this was one of our teachers at Petal High School and she had the sweetest smile and the sweetest southern voice and she would tell you in the sweetest tone sweetheart you've got to tuck that polo shirt in because I do not want to send you to the principal's office (laughs) and so I remember talking with my friends and thinking there is no way that she's actually that sweet it's got to be a show well I had the privilege of working with Miss Connie a little bit later on in our family business and she became just a dear family friend of ours and a dear mentor and encouragement to me and after a few months of working with her or really just a couple of days I figured out pretty quickly that it was in fact very real that the smile behind that beautiful red lipstick 
was as true as true could be. When I think about a cheerful face, her face is the one that comes to mind. Miss Connie knew her share of hardships. She knew her share of troubles in life, but her smile was as genuine as they come. Her joy that she had on the inside bubbled up and overflowed into the outside and it influenced every single person that she interacted with. Miss Connie's joy was one that did not have to be manufactured. She didn't have to come up with it on her own. And the more I got to know her, the more I learned that to be true. She was a true example of Jesus's example of following and pursuing joy. I asked Miss Connie one time, Miss Connie, how do you have so much joy? And her answer was simple and she didn't have to think about it. She said, Nicolette, the Lord Jesus has given me this joy and I can't help but to share it. And she meant it. And everybody who interacted with her walked away feeling a bit more happy with a little bit of a smile on their face. I think that right now, more than ever, our world needs cheerfulness. Our world is tired. Our world is hurt. Our world is confused. Our world is beautiful all at the same time. And the world desperately needs to see a cheerful face. And they need to see a cheerful face that isn't plastered on and isn't fake, but that is true to the core, that when you figure out what's behind the smile, you know for a fact without question that it is genuine. When I think about living out this concept in an everyday context, I think about the question, how do we have an eternal mindset? Because when I think about Jesus and his life and ministry on earth, I think about how he set this example for us. He taught over and over again to seek first his kingdom. He told us, don't set your mind on earthly things, but set your mind on things above, things that are eternal. And he gave us this example in his own life, in his own ministry. He would tell his disciples over and over again, I am here to do my father's business. And he would spend time apart from them and in conversation with the father. He set the example for us of what it means to have an eternal mindset. Because of this eternal mindset that he carried with him, it allowed him to have this joy that would come across his face because of the state of his heart. He was connected to the Father. He was in true relationship with him. And so regardless of what was going on around him, he had the joy and the hope of eternity because he had come from eternity and he knew he was going back to eternity. So for us, when we begin to 
notice that maybe our faces aren't very cheerful. We don't have to look straight at our circumstances, but we can take a look at our hearts. And when we find that what's inside of us isn't very cheerful, we can choose to connect ourselves back to the wellspring of joy, the person in the presence of Jesus. How do we do that? How do we have that joy when things around us maybe aren't going quite how we expected or wanted them to? Reminding ourselves that Jesus is present with us is maybe the best dose of medicine we can give ourselves. He is with us. If we have believed in him and called him by name, then his Holy Spirit, not a small version of God, but all of God has come and taken up resonance inside of us and allows us to experience God through his spirit living within us. I remember a specific season in my life where it didn't seem like my face was very cheerful. After Preston and I had lost our first baby to a miscarriage, it seemed to be all I could do to get up off the couch and and fix a cup of coffee or to eat, or to go to work, or any of the things that um, used to be just really easy to me, much less to put a smile on my face. And I think that's okay, right? In that season, it, it was a realistic look at where I was at. I didn't want to be dishonest about the situation I was in at the time. I was serving as a youth pastor in a local church, and my, we had chosen to share with our youth group what had happened. It happened on a Wednesday, um, believe it or not, with Wednesday night church right around the corner. And we decided after praying about it to be open and honest with the kids about what we were walking through as a couple. And in that space, I, I thought it was important for them not to see an adult just trying to hold it together and to keep it in check and to put a smile on your face and act like everything was okay when on the inside I really wasn't okay for a while. So in an effort to be transparent and to be honest and to live a life that was open um, for the Lord to be able to use us in that season of grief, we chose to be Uh, open and honest about what we were walking through and struggling through. And that time, those of you who have ever uh, volunteered or served in youth ministry certainly understand the intimacies that go along with that. It's uh, as a youth pastor, it's kind of hard to hide something um, from your students and you definitely um, don't want to make a practice of that. Not that we who are in ministry should flash our um, troubles before everyone just as an open book while we're still processing something. There is something powerful about vulnerability. And in that season, I began to take small steps to finding joy in the little things. It could be just stopping and looking at a flower that I thought was pretty and smiling at it. Or it could be choosing to laugh at a joke that one of those youth group kids told me that I didn't really think was funny, but they definitely thought was funny. Choosing to smile and laugh at something that my husband said, 
looking at the house that we had been given or the bed that I was sleeping in and just choosing little bitty bits of gratitude helped to make the smile on my face become genuine again. And I think that is a testament that cheerfulness is not the absence of hurt. Because as we're promised in John 16, that in this world we will have trouble, but we can still be of good cheer for Jesus has overcome the world. Cheerfulness is not the absence of hurt, but it is the joy of knowing that we're not alone in it. Knowing that we're not alone allows us to have this supernatural joy that is only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we look in the mirror and our face isn't very cheerful, or when we try on cheerfulness and it just doesn't quite feel right, let's train ourselves to look at our hearts, not our circumstances, and to reconnect our hearts to the one who is the source of our joy, the person and presence of Jesus. Friend, thanks for joining us in Choosing Cheer. If you've experienced the joy of Jesus on this journey, would you take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review? Your support means the world to us. We're excited to be back with you again next week.